Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And welcome to your Friday afternoon. James Golden with you here on WABC. Talk Radio 77, if you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do is pick up your telephone and dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And yes, there is so much to discuss in this hour that we have with you. Of course, this is the day that the Biden administration has been celebrating uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson's rise to the Supreme Court while at the same time bashing Republicans who supposedly abused her. And I'm just so sick of that narrative because they haven't abused her. So we'll get into that. Of course, Friday means we will hear from our own, very own loveliness, the princess of policy, America's intellectual giant, Princess Di. And she and I will be discussing a few things uh, in the news that occurred this week, that should be of interest. Looking forward, very much forward to that. Right before the show started, I was going through some email and I came across something that I would usually, well, it usually ends up in my junk box. And it, for some reason it was in my inbox and it was a mailer from the Republican Party. Well, from the NRC, the NRCC, I believe it was. Yes, I'm just going to make sure I have that right before I start ragging on them. The... Yes, it's the House Republicans, the NRCC. And so if any of you in the audience, and I know we have some politicals that listen to this show, if any of you know the people over at the NRCC, I used to know some of the people over there in the old days. But would you please um, ask them to, to, to stop with the amateurish stuff and to hire some professionals? Because I, I read this, and I couldn't believe that they were actually sending this out in the email. It says this is their this is their 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 attempt to get you to donate money to them. It says we tried to warn you, but you kept ignoring us. Really? Now you are letting your fellow Republicans and our country down with each passing day. So this is what they how they try to raise money from Republicans by telling you the good people that have funded republic that that your blood sweat and tears have went into the republican party for years they tell you that you and you're letting your fellow republicans down you're letting america down and this is what they think will coerce you or get you to give them money and then they say this is your final chance to renew your 2022 membership and help Republicans win back the House majority. Well, it's my final chance. Good. Then stop bothering me. You can be the patriot who finally helps fire Nancy Pelosi and stop the Democrats' radical agenda in in Congress. Or you can ignore this message, do nothing, and watch Democrats. i got to flip the page here. And watch the Democrats destroy this country. All I'm asking is that you renew your membership and help Republicans beat Democrats. We'll even send you your own ID card as a thank you. Well, isn't that nice? They're going to send you a piece of cardboard or a piece of plastic card, and, and that is what's supposed to tempt you. Like you don't have enough cards in your wallet. Like you don't have enough cards. And then you get a card that says National Republican Congressional Committee. Your name here. And you're a sustaining member. Woo-hoo. Big freaking deal. 
Who are these geniuses that come up with this nonsense? You are letting your fellow Republicans in our country down. Well, let me tell you something. Whoever's writing this dumb copy, it is you, House Republicans, that have let us down. Nobody out here in the base forgets what you did. Nobody forgets how your House leadership refused to help Donald Trump during his first term. And in fact, how Paul Ryan stabbed him in the back. Nobody forgets John Boehner and how John Boehner just kowtowed to the Democrats and how we got all these promises from the House Republicans year after year. Oh, just elect us and we'll, we'll repeal Obamacare. And you know what? Obamacare is still the law of the land even though your party didn't want it. Who failed in the Republican Party to secure the borders, even though you had a president who finally wanted to? Who failed to really put some muscle behind this president going after China and the way they were robbing America's intellectual property, the way that they were uh, manipulating the currency markets? The House Republicans sat on their hands and did nothing. And you have the nerve to sit here and say that Republicans are letting our country down and you're letting your fellow Republicans down, it is you, your House leadership, that continually has let down the Republican base. And now you think you're going to wave your finger at Republicans that send you money while you're begging for money and you chastise them and lecture them in some kind of ad? Who are you people? Are you truly this dumb? I don't believe these people. This is not how you do it. Hire some professionals, please. Stop letting the amateurs write your messaging. If this is the best you can do, don't send out anything. Because all you're doing is insulting the very people who you need to vote for you. And it's disgraceful. You will never see that kind of absolute, ignorant, stupid messaging from the Democrat Party. And it's a shame that Republican voters have to be subjected to that kind of nonsense. Now, thank you. Joe Biden. Yes, they were out without their mask, celebrating Ketanji Brown Jackson's rise to the Supreme Court. He thanked the three rhinos who broke party ranks to vote for Jackson. They didn't bother to show up. They were all too busy. I guess they didn't want to do it. And then he he did what he does. He demonized Republicans. It was verbal abuse, the anger, the constant interruptions, the vilest, baseless assertions and accusations, he said. In the face of it all, Judge Jackson showed the incredible character and integrity she possesses. Let me tell you something, Mr. Biden. You may fool your party with this nonsense, but you're not getting over with this crap. They asked the woman some simple questions. What is a woman? She refused to answer. They asked her about her record, which is letting pedophiles off with sentences that were lighter than the prosecutor asked for in some cases. This is true. You can't deny the facts. So all you can do is name call and demonize Republicans for supposedly saying some vile things and interrupting her. Interrupting her? Did we bring up false witnesses against her to claim that she was a rapist and a teenage drunk 
Did we say she had pubic hairs on soda cans and tried to sexually harass people? Did we make up some speech about this was what it would be in Katanji Brown's America and then pull out the worst scenes of apocalyptic nightmares? No, Republicans didn't do that. They asked her a few tough questions. And if you can't handle it, then don't get in the kitchen. Okay? So you can keep your whining up about how miserable the Republicans are. And by the way, we would have had a historic black woman on the Supreme Court, Joe, Joe Biden, if you didn't block her ages ago. That would be Justice, that would be Judge Janice Rogers Brown. But you and your racist Democrats, you only allow the good blacks, in your opinion, the good ones, the ones who think like us, to try to elevate any other black person like, like, Judge Janice Rogers Brown, like Ms. Miguel Estrada. And look what you've done to Clarence Thomas over the years, and you're still trying to do it. So you know what? No one wants to hear your crap anymore. And this is not historic. You have another one saying, oh, this is historic. For the first time, white men are no longer in the majority on the Supreme Court. All right, if that's the way you want to frame your history, that's fine. But those of us who really care about this country frame our history quite differently. It is about what kind of progress we are making to help people live better lives, to help achieve prosperity, to help live the American dream. It is about how we adhere to the Constitution, which your party could care less about. That is the history that many of us us on our side are interested in making. And I don't have anything against Katanji Brown Jackson. I hope she does well. You know, we're kind of live and let live people. And we understand that we have to live with you liberals. But we want you defeated politically. Because you're easier to live with like that. That was a story from BizPack Review. White men will be in the minority. Networks and Dems fawn over the confirmation of KBJ, but for the right reasons? Question mark. No. They're talking about not over her record, but over her skin color. And that's exactly right. That's what the opening paragraph in this story says. Following the confirmation Thursday of Katanji Brown-Jackson to the U.S. Supreme Court, Democrats... And their media allies rushed to gush over the historic moment, not over the exemplary record of President Biden's nominee or over the future wrongs she will strive to right, once again, over the shade of Judd Jackson's skin and the gender to which she has apparently assigned herself without the benefit of a biologist. Very clever writing there. So, I mean, this groove, time and time again, like a record stuck in a groove, the phrase first black woman has been repeated over the airwaves and on social media to the point that the actual person who was confirmed seems to be an afterthought. That's right. First black woman, first black woman, first black woman. And we would have had a black woman ages ago if Joe Biden and his racist Democrats had given a black conservative woman who was chosen to advance the opportunity to advance. 
There's a story in Politico. Don't ask Chuck Grassley how he'd handle another Supreme Court nomination from President Joe Biden. Ask me that question on November 9th, he says. I'm not going to answer something that's pretty much a hypothetical, that's speculation. That's what he says. Most liberals think they already know the answer. Yet Republicans say they haven't discussed the matter as a conference. And judging by their comments this week, they don't have a unified position. So there's a new story on a hypothetical. Republicans won't answer how they how they treat another Biden nominee. Well, it's funny that you guys have to guess, because we don't have to guess how you treat Republican nominees. You treat every one of them the same. You lie, you smear, you demean them. You do your best to destroy them as human beings. So it's interesting you have to guess about how Republicans would handle another nominee, and we don't have to guess at all. We know you. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, when we come back, her lovelinessness, her intellectualnessness. Princess Di joins us. Don't go away. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Princess Di, if ever the world needed your wisdom, we need it today. If ever I needed a calming influence from Her Majesty, I need it today. Your highnessness, your lovelinessness, your beautifulnessness, and everything goodnessness. I am so sick of these freaking Republicans. I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. Thank you, Sir James. <laughs> you are letting your fellow Republicans in our country down. How dare these? How dare them? Oh well, I have to wait till my music finishes here. Okay. I mean, because this is. This is your final chance. This is your final chance to give us money. This is it. Let me tell you, it's even worse than you say, because they ran this same message about two years ago, and they were soundly criticized. Everyone had the same reaction you did, and they appeared to apologize for it. But now they're running it again. And there is absolutely no innocent explanation. There is no excuse because they really did get slapped on it from verbally from people saying, how dare you, exactly as you have. I got to bring to you another story which is related because I think you cannot hammer these official Republicans enough in the the party. Here's an NBC News story. This is from yesterday. Trump is sitting on a fortune. Republicans want it for the midterms. These are anonymous Republican officials, part of the party structure, who are mad at Trump because he has raised $110 million, and they are looking at this as theirs. They cannot believe people have made the choice to send money to Trump. And they didn't send the money because of these messages they're getting by email. They didn't send the money to the Republican official sources. 
And so now there is this resentment, there is this fury from all of these little greedy Republican fundraisers because Trump has been successful and people want to send him money because we support him. So you should read that article. It is infuriating, mostly anonymous sources who are basically entitled in their minds to the money that Trump has raised. Now, I'm going to just carry, you know, I had a discussion about this fundraising stuff with Mark Stein the other day, and he's just as infuriated as I am. On the Democrat side, these guys are rolling in money, so much so that they can buy $6 million mansions at the drop of a hat and spend money on whatever they want, on letting criminals out of jail, on doing all sorts of things. On our side, we spend money to make consultants rich. And that's what yes. we do. And then and then to get insulted by these people. And then when Donald Trump comes along and raises money, now they stick their little greedy hands out from it. When in that greedy little hand before was the knife that they were plunging in Donald Trump's yes. back. These same exactly people. Right. Exactly right. And their attitude in that fundraising letter that you read is exactly they hate Republican voters. They can't stand us. And that bleeds through in their communication to us. They would like to trade Republican voters who are mostly Trump supporters for a whole different category of people. And so all of that, they sit around and they talk to each other and they complain to each other. And then they write fundraising letters like the one you read. They need to talk about who needs to be changed. And it's the structural Republican Party in not only the state parties, the national, the House, the Senate. All of those fundraising apparatuses, they need to have new blood. I will tell you this, um, and I will not mention the person's name because I don't want to get him in trouble. He was a very, very high-ranking official in the party who told me last year that our fundraising apparatus in this party is like, quote-unquote, the mafia. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, let's see, uh, the, the little pep- peppermint patty, she's, she's not happy because, uh, because Governor Abbott in Texas has said, you know what I'm going to do? We got all these illegals coming through here, and we have, by the way, another surge that is unbelievable. This is predicted by our own Todd Benzman from right. our On the Border podcast to be the single biggest surge ahead in American history in one year. We may have, if the numbers hold, up to 6,480,000 illegal immigrants pouring through the borders. And Unbelievable. Saki is, is mad because Texas Governor Abbott is saying, hey, we're going to charter some buses and send some of them up to D.C. What do you <laughs> Well, that is what he said. Uh, he said this on Wednesday. And on Thursday, Saki was hot under the collar about it because she was asked about uh, by Ducey, who is the one uh, reporter who asked her tough questions. She was asked to respond to this uh, Greg Abbott uh, decision to bus them to D.C. And she basically said, how dare he? He doesn't have the authority. This is a publicity stump. And then DeSantis who also had said a similar thing a few months ago, chimed in and said that he was going to reroute these illegals to Delaware. (laughs) And and so the interesting thing is it does turn out that she has a point 
is that the buses that Abbott is talking about, these illegals will have to voluntarily get on the Texas buses rather than the federal buses, which they've been getting on. So she is right in that he does not have the authority because only sanctuary states have the authority to disobey federal law. They don't have the authority to obey federal law on their own. So, you know, any states that are trying to obey the old federal laws on immigration, they get smacked down by liberals. So that that is just a little irony. But some of the other things that he said he's going to do, he he does have the authority to do. He is not only going to bust these volunteers to D.C., he's going to have enhanced public safety inspections of vehicles coming across from ports. That I love slow things down. He's going to deploy boat blockades on the Rio Grande. He's going to deploy razor wire and low water crossings, and he's going to create container blockades, which are, you know, big containers put in so people can't get around them to cross in the river. So those things he can do. And of course, they got no publicity. So the one thing that he probably isn't going to be able to do effectively is to put illegals on buses because they're already being flown everywhere in America. They're not going to get on a Texas bus. Now, I want you, uh, if, and I'm sorry, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. You sent me a, a clip this morning that took about a half an hour to go through. But this is the primary witness that actually, uh, when Rudy Giuliani, our very own WABC's Rudy Giuliani, uh, was uh, had access to the Joe Biden laptop material, he passed it on to this gentleman who is now in 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 where uh, Sweden or somewhere Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland Switzerland for fear of his life. And this yes. is an excellent um, interview. I don't want to go through it. Maybe we can tomorrow. But I just wanted you to tell people where they can find it. Well, the Conservative Treehouse, which is one of the best websites uh, that I follow, there's an anonymous uh, blogger called Sundance. He put up the interview. So it is on the conservativetreehouse.com today. And the title is Primary Witness to Material Within Hunter Biden Laptop Says Active Two-Star General Has Warned Him His Life Is at Risk. And so this is a, a half or 20 minute interview and it goes through what he has discovered, how much still is unpublished and what the steps he's had to go through. There's there's gigabytes of more like tens of thousands more emails that have not been made public yet. And so his contention is that that's the reason all of a sudden, quote unquote, the New York Times and the Washington Post have started admitting that the laptop is in fact genuine, where they had been lying about it, calling it Russian disinformation for all of these months after the New York Post publicized it. And so he is uh, convinced, and it makes sense, that the only reason that the Washington Post and the New York Times are suddenly getting honest is because he has made it clear that he's going public with all of it. He's making the searchable database, and all of this is going to be available, except for the things he doesn't want to publicize, which apparently there's child porn and child trafficking evidence that he does not want those images to go public for obvious reasons. And he's asking the authorities to please look through those. He doesn't even want to look through them. He wants the authorities to come in and look through that material, which again, looks like it could be child pornography on this laptop. And child trafficking. He specified that, which is horrific. 
So wow. that to me sounds like an about to break story. But, you know, a lot of forces are going to keep that under wraps if they can. Yes, a lot of about to break stories never break when Democrats yeah. have a chance to stop them from breaking. Interesting how that turns out. Well, tomorrow you and I will discuss, among other things, uh, this article that's in Politico. Democrats have a new organizing strategy they think is going to save their tuckuses from yep. the uh, from the from the horrible campaign projections uh, this year. So we'll talk about that, among other things, tomorrow when Wonderful. we resume this discussion. My dear, thank you for calming me down. <laughs> I'm. I'm thank- <laughs> Princess, I was living. Right I, I have lost. I, I don't want you to calm down. I love it when you're passionate because you're so right on this. I lost my mind when I read this. I'm like, who are these idiots? Why would these idiots send something like this out? And why does it end up in my inbox anyway? <laughs> I hope they hear about your your passionate monologue. Thank you, Princess. I will speak with you tomorrow. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Back again. If you want to join the discussion, 800-848-WABC, 848-922. And we're coming right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Marvin Gaye. There's of you What's going on? You know we to bring some here today. There's a reason that I'm playing this song. Joe Messina, Funk Brothers guitarist, on many, many Motown died. He was 93 years old. Guitarist with the Motown session band known as the Funk Brothers. Largely anonymous work, grace hit records such as Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, Stevie Wonder's For Once in My Life, The Four Tops, Can't Help Myself. He died on April 4th, 93 years old. Now, Joe Messina's white guy. I saw him on just an amazing guitar player, beautiful musician, beautiful human being. Worked with so many of the Giants. There's a documentary about Motown's music that, of course, you probably know, Standing in the Shadows. And it's just, this was just an amazing time in America. This is such, this music is so America. And, of course, it took over the world in terms of music, just like the British invasion here. And, by the way, WABC Radio had such a major part of that. But then Motown, the music, all over the world. And so we send our condolences to Joe Messina's family, and uh, we'll have some more 
Motown tomorrow in honor of Joe and in honor of the Funk Brothers. New York, we have, talking about what's going on, <laughs> a $220 billion budget from the uh, unelected uh, governor, Governor Hochul. And including, uh, this will allow for there to be three casinos. Now, the casinos, as it turns out, will have to, there's going to be a bidding process. And each one of these casino operators will have to pay the state $500 million for each license. Now, you will not hear certain things about this. You will not hear from the left about how unfair it is that only the rich and the elite will be able to join this affair. Here's what I would love to see happen. I would love to see a group of people organize on like one of these kind of, not not GoFundMe because I don't GoFundMe yuck after what they did to the Canadian truckers, but I would just love to see everyday people organize maybe with this new kind of economy that's going, and we cover this in our podcast, The Future Is Now, using blockchain, it is to- uh, blockchain technology, it is totally possible for thousands of people to come together to raise this money so that they have a chance at bidding on this. Ordinary people have a chance at bidding on these casino licenses that are going up for grabs that will otherwise go, you know they're going to go to the people that are locked in. I wonder how her donors, what kind of special favors might, I'm not saying they will, could possibly happen so that somebody secures one of these or more of these licenses. We shall see. And then there's the the other money uh, that some of these things in this budget we'll have to discuss at length because they're absurd. Meanwhile, there is one story that is so sad. I debated whether I was going to cover it, but um, I just I, I can't get this story out of my mind. It's terrible. And I'm warning you that because I'm going to talk about it right now. A South Carolina mother of three who had both arms amputated, arms amputated, after a recent dog attack, now faces the possibility of losing her leg. Kylene Waltman, 38 years old, was mauled by three pit bulls last month while walking to her mom's home. This was 80 miles northwest of Columbia, South Carolina. She's had 10 surgeries since then, lost both her arms when she woke up out of the coma she was in, she was told she had lost both of her arms. She was so distraught that she had to be sedated again. And now she faces losing her left leg. Uh, one of her, her one of her relatives is just saying, look, she's a fighter. She's going to get through this. And I just, I hope and pray that she does. And I hope she, wow. I mean, the family. And and what here's what they're saying. We're, we're trying to figure out how to keep her from thinking negative thoughts about her life. For 38 years, she's had her arms. Now she doesn't. She's still fighting. Prayers are working, and slowly she's healing. By the way, this woman also had a hole in the back of her head chewed out by these dogs. This was horrific. And the dog owner is, is a guy 
the dogs, the, the three pit bulls have been euthanized. There are, there are people that are saying he made the dogs mean on purpose. He had other dogs that have now been uh, taken. He's been arrested. He's going up for trial. But it's just hard to believe that this woman is going through what she's going through. And I wonder, you know, I think all of us wonder, whatever is going on in our own lives, whatever we're sad about, whatever we're our own troubles that we're dealing with, sometimes we can look over and see someone else's circumstance and just say, you know what, no matter how bad things are for me at the moment, I'm not going through what this woman is going through. And and I don't know how I would stand up. I don't know how I would stand up spiritually, mentally, given the same challenges that she's facing. And so, yes, prayers can be a wonderful thing. And sometimes people can come out of the worst the worst of their life and, and actually become an inspiration. But this poor woman is suffering, and it is just hard to believe. It is hard to believe what she's experiencing. And it's hard to believe how careless people are with their animals and why in the world would you... Uh, it just doesn't make sense. And she's one of 4.5 million people bitten by dogs each year. I'm not anti-dog, but really, you let three pit bulls on the loose? And and I know, I know dog owners say, hey, 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 stop blaming the breed. Every time a pit bull does this, which is a lot. Anyway... Abigail Disney is also out there, the leftist. She's she is really she wrote an article today for the Amazon Prime Washington Post, and she says if her grandfather's company doesn't stand for love, what's it for? Well, there are a lot of people that would like to answer that question, Miss Abigail Disney. We'll tell you exactly what we think the Roden Kingdom is for these days, and of course she trashes right-wingers. and But she does say that she agreed with Laura Ingram about something, which is surprising. She says, as much as I hate agreeing with Ingram, she's right about one thing. Protections for rent-seeking practices ought to be reviewed. She's talking about the special sweetheart deal that Disney has in Florida. And as much as I hate, as much as I have to lose as a shareholder from saying so, she says, I'll admit it. Disney is a creative company that for far too long has relied on crafty political machinations to protect its advantages while doing very little creative production beyond sequels, remakes, tent poles, and so on, with the notable exception of their animations. Mmm, interesting. But then the rest of it's just typical, you know, the, the the right wing are terrible, terrible, terrible. Disney's all about love and, and how dare they. By the way, Alabama has now voted the legislature to ban, quote unquote, gender affirming medical care for transgender youth. And I see those two words all the time. This is like the left ne- uh, uh, narrative on this gender affirming, gender affirming. We have had reports of what these puberty blockers can do to young people and also the death rate. And the death rate is extremely high from people that go through these surgeries, according to some medical studies, apparently. And if those medical studies are to be believed, I don't know how anybody can call this gender-affirming 
It doesn't affirm anything. What affirms gender is what God gave you when you were born. Your gender was already affirmed. And not by man-made drugs. Eric Adams, our mayor, and then we'll go to uh, spots and then we'll come back and start with your calls. Eric Adams has now likened himself to Jesus. He was out, he's talking about the homeless. He spoke in front of dozens of faith leaders at a Christian praise rally in City Hall Park yesterday, where he said the scribes would be helping him with his plan to destroy the squalid tent clusters. These would be the homeless encampments. He says, we are on the wrong road as a city. We have tolerated homelessness, walked past our brothers and sisters who are living in tents on the street, and we've normalized it. I can't help but believe that if Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were here today, he would be on the streets with me, helping people get out of the encampment. So Jesus would be walking with our Mayor Adams. I wonder would Jesus fire people out of their jobs like mothers if they dared say something to him. I wonder if Jesus would cut a deal with the sports team so that they don't have to obey the vaccination rules, but the poor people in New York who work so hard doing the origins of COVID to protect us, whether they got fired and he didn't care about them. I wonder about that, since you're going to compare yourself to Jesus, Mayor Adams, Mayor Eric GQ Adams, that is. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, taking your calls after this. Don't go away. And remember, Cats at Night is coming up about 15 minutes. Keep it right here on WABC. And the Saturday morning radio extravaganza starts at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Join us for your first cup of coffee. Meanwhile, a few words and then your calls. Coming right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC Traffic and Transit. Well, the flooding in New Jersey has done a number on a lot of the roadways. River Edge flooding a Northbridge Road eastbound between County Route 10 and 17 Romer Avenue. Down in Piscataway in Central Jersey, stop and go I-287 southbound between Exit 8 at Centennial Avenue and at New Durham Road. In East Orange, back traffic backed up on 280 eastbound from Exit 12, the Garden State Parkway, and the Origin Parkway at Exit 15. Route 21, that's the McCarter Highway. And in Franklin, Somerset County, more flooding. Blackwell's Mills Road, westbound between Canal Road and Millstone River Road. Checking the bridges and the tunnels right now. The GWB inbound, still police activity blocking the right lane mid-span. Lower is doing fine. Outbound heavy. Lincoln inbound 10 to 15. Outbound 20 to 30. Holland inbound 10 to 15 from the turnpike. 20 to 30 from Route 1 and 9. Outbound still 40 to 50 minute delays. I'm Bob Brown through 77 WBC Traffic and Transit Update. Oh knows politics. And so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Stevie Wonder brings us back for once in my life. This is all part of our celebration of the Funk Brothers. Guitarist Joe Messina passing. All the great musicians from Motown. It's hard to believe, right? Stevie's a teenager when he's singing this. 
He does a great harmonica solo in this. But once in my life, that's Stevie Wonder. Let's go to the phones. Let's start in Rockland with George. George, welcome. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, here on WABC. What's on your mind, George? All right. Uh, thanks for taking my call, James. So, listen, I was listening to the music you're playing, and it's really great, okay? Is there a chance that you can play some Chuck Berry? Are you kidding? Of course we can play Chuck Berry. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, he... He's just unreal, okay? He, Chuck Berry, in many ways, is really, along with Bill... See, Bill Haley and the Comets get a lot of attention for being like one of the first rock and rollers, and they were, but Chuck Berry was so instrumental in the early days of, of rock and roll, and he is often doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. He was an amazing guitarist, and a lot of the things that he brought to stage performances and to his live playing influenced rock and the, the, the birth of rock and roll as an art form in this country and around the world. So I'd be happy to play some Chuck Berry for you once in a while. Thank you. Thank, thank you, sir. Okay, so I was calling really uh, talking about Westchester Airport, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I heard today in the news that a man, I believe from uh, Connecticut, was arrested because he was trying to bring a gun into uh, no, into the airport. Now, I I'm 100% for arresting him, but on the other hand, at night there are flights with many many people come from the border in the darkest of night. Okay, those people are not uh, vetted; they're not checked. Who knows what they're carrying? Maybe they're carrying guns. Who knows if they have COVID? Maybe some other things they bring from across the uh, from across the border there. And nobody's doing anything about it. I'd like to add something else. Uh, the county exec of Westchester was asking about it. So his response was, well, I cannot do anything in Westchester Airport, okay? But, sir, that means the county exec of Westchester, okay, as soon as they cross the bridge, I mean, I'm sorry, the gate, okay, you have all the right to stop and check who is actually going to uh, your county here. But, of course, we will not do that. No, they can't do that because they'd be accused of discrimination and they'd be accused of profiling. This is all Joe Biden's attempt to disperse these illegal immigrants around the country without nobody noticing. And this is a well-organized effort, by the way. When they land the plane, they are going somewhere, not disclosed. There is an entire organization behind this. We do know that to help cross the border in the first place, and we've learned this from Todd Benzman, again, on the Border Podcast. You can find them, Red Apple Media. And we do know that the border has, our situation has been exacerbated by the United Nations funding a lot of the illegal traffic into this country. And again, nobody's saying that either. This is a well-organized effort on the left involving their NGOs, non-governmental organizations. It is a well-organized campaign to deliver these immigrants, illegal immigrants, into New York and other locales in the dead of night. You're absolutely right, John. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. And, yes, we will play some Chuck Berry. Let us uh, go to uh, Michael in New Brunswick. Michael, how are you this afternoon? How are you doing, James? Good. Thanks for playing. Thank, thank you for playing the Motown stuff. Did you have you ever met uh, anybody from Motown? And where is the studios that they recorded 
Detroit, and I have been to the Detroit studios, and I briefly met Barry Gordy, the founder of Motown, at an event when I was a teenager. I met Stevie Wonder. I've hung out with Stevie Wonder because he was friends with uh, some of my friends, and I've met some of the other artists from Motown. So, yeah, but um, that studio is amazing. It's a house. If You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a house in Queens. If you go to Queens and you look at the detached houses in Queens, like if you're in um, – um, not not as wealthy as Jamaica Estates was, but kind of the Tudors or, or the two-story houses in Jamaica Estates. Like if you're in Elmhurst or if you're in St. Albans or Springfield Gardens or Cambria Heights or some of the neighborhoods in Brooklyn, that's what that house looks like. And they and, and they turn that house, they turn the basement of that house into a recording studio, and it's awesome. And I I tell you, when you go in there, you can still feel something. You still feel an energy in that room. It's just, it's an amazing visit. So what did you want to say about Ukraine? Wonder, because of Stevie Wonder, I, I started playing harmonica when I was 15. I'm 62 now. And it's all because of Stevie Wonder. Lovely, man. I'm, Thank you. That's awesome. What about Ukraine? What did you want to say about uh, Ukraine? Yeah, that's totally wrong. That's, that's so wrong what the Russia's doing. It, it's, it's, it's so, so wrong. I mean, how, don't you... Don't you feel that they, that's... It's horrible. Today there's a story that the Russians have bombed a train station with evacuees, over 50 people dead. There are more stories in the news about the the number of women over there that have been subjected to rape, gang rape, including teenage girls, of course, and young women, and other of the war crimes that the Russians are committing. Now, I will make allowances that some of this could be propaganda. I don't think so. But just we have to make allowances because we don't know who is delivering some of the news. And and as Diana told us, Princess Diana, in the early days of this, you have to be at least skeptical of some of the things. But I want to tell you what, report after report after report of the rape and terror that those women are facing over there in their families, in some cases raped in front of their husbands and children. And then there are these bombings. We see the results of that, the unmarked graves that are being the mass graves that are coming up. I don't know whether Vladimir Putin is going to have to wait until the next life to be held accountable for this, but this is what we are witnessing is a horror that we have not seen this kind of spectacle since Syria. By the way, the Russians did the same thing in Syria, but the world wasn't paying attention that much to Syria because that kind of violence happens in the Mideast all the time, and it's ignored. But before that, you'd have to go pretty much back to the Korean War and see how the Norks handled people. It wasn't pleasant with the Norks either. And before that, you'd have to go back to World War II. Or, no, I should say China under Mao and Russia under Stalin. And then back to World War II. And Cam- Cambodia, the killing fields. I mean, you know, human, humans are replete. These these evil regimes are replete with horrors, and that's what they bring to the world, horror, nightmares. They bring to the world evil, and so often it appears that they get away with it. So often the perpetrators, it seems, are never brought to justice. But there is one thing that we do know, and we know that somewhere in this universe there is an accounting, that there is ultimately going to be an accounting for all of this evil. These beings 
these evil beings that are inhabiting human bodies will not ultimately get away for these atrocities that they're committing on their fellow man and on their fellow women and children. It cannot be that they will that they will not be held to account. And I'll tell you what, it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking every day that goes by to see what the people of Ukraine are suffering. But let me also say this. It's heartbreaking to see what happens here in America in blue cities every single day. Children shot. Children killed. Gangs running rampant. And it happens so often here that it's not news anymore. Think about that. We are New Jersey. We are Connecticut. We are Pennsylvania. We are New York City, the greatest city in the entire world. And America, we've got challenges, but we are the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And we ask and pray that the people in Ukraine get some peace. See you tomorrow, 7 a.m. Cats up next. Bye.